Welcome to the Beauties Podcast, where we talk about everything you need to know about women's sports. From the grassroots to the pros, we got it all. Today on the show, we talk about what inspired us to make beauty sports and a little about who the hell we are. Here are your hosts, Addie and Cowie. Welcome to Beauty Sports. I am Addie. Sitting right over there is Cowie. And welcome to episode one. How are you feeling over there, Cowie? I'm I'm feeling good, Ads. I think, you know, this is about take five of us trying to get going, but it feels good to be here. <laughs> it feels good. We've actually figured out how to work microphones. We got a podcast, baby. This is crazy. I know. This is crazy. If people could see the behind the scenes of this, <laughs> that would be a show in itself. Right? That was I ridiculous. I could not agree more. We are, <clears throat> set the stage, we are in a basement bedroom and... <laughs> We are feeling fine. It's taken some some work, but here we are, and I think we're we got a plan and we're ready to go. And to think that this was just an idea two weeks ago, and then it was like, no, we're doing this. Yeah, we're that's doing the beauty it. of Amazon, right? We're getting after it. <laughs> it was press order and, and wait for it to show up. It felt like Christmas when it got here. So we should probably get into what it's actually about. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, we could set the stage probably how you and I got on this train, you know, COVID has been a weird world and we ran into each other in an arena and, uh, that led to a visit at a house where we spent, I don't know, four hours basically having podcast episodes in our own conversations. Yeah. One after another. Yeah. And where you spurred this idea on me. So I I think it's your stage. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Beauty sports, women's sports all about it all the time. And I think that was one of the best things when I did mention beauties and what it was supposed to be about, you know, just bringing light to women, women in sport, all the different things that go into it. And then the back and forth that we had, it's like, okay, there's some stuff to talk about here. There's not only just the game analysis of what's going on weekly, but it's also you know, how it's perceived in society, the terminology used with athletes, like it, it was legit four hours, I think. Yeah. I know. I think I was there for, I don't know. I showed up shortly after lunchtime probably. And I left when everyone's Christmas lights were on, like it was 10 PM, I'd say on the way home. Yeah. And yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. You know, he threw this idea at me of, uh, you know, the the concept of beauties and, and what it could become. And and I think the foundation of that is like, let's start doing something about it. Let's let's have a conversation as two friends. We've known each other for, I don't know, feels like ever. Forever. Half yeah. of our lives probably. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's supernatural banter. And we, we you know, you and I both obviously have a, an affinity for sports in general. Yeah. Grew up playing combination of male and female sports. Mm-hmm. Continue to play. <clears throat> yeah. It's just a natural fit for us. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. And even with our story, even starting with sports, like yeah. with us, I know, <laughs> you know, I like, know, right. Like maybe that's where we, uh, I, I, I think about the first memory I have of you is that team Manitoba tryouts. Yeah. I don't know. We were like, I can't 15, even remember maybe. Phantom, Phantom. Yeah. Age? 15, 14, 15, somewhere 15. in there. And I remember, you know, a friend of yours, obviously you're in business with her now. Duna was my roommate. And I think you guys were ticked off that some little country bumpkin was, <laughs> you didn't get bunked up together. You were stuck with me. And and I remember this one, you were in a room, our room, and uh, I had never heard the word bunk used in any way other than 
referring to like a, a shelf like bed, a bunk bed, a bunk bed. And apparently that's a word that that city kids used. Oh, yeah. And yeah, right away. I was like, who are where are these? They what? I mean, like, this is like an alien planet. <clears throat> I'm I'm here with people. I have clearly grown up in a cl- completely different environment. But from then on, right, it was like played against each other, played with each other, had friends who were the same. And hockey brought us together. 100%. And now here we are in our 30s. Let's yeah. not get into too much let's, detail. but Let's cool it in the in age 30s, for sure. For sure. Podcast. Shooting the shit. Yeah. Talking about stuff that we care about. And I think that was one of the, well, bunk, Matt. I haven't heard the word bunk, but oh, yeah. you're, you're 100% right. It's that, was, just, that wasn't a so word bunk. where I grew up. Yeah. yeah. I was like. Cirrus <laughs> didn't have that. Don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, not at all. No. And then so when we're reminiscing on all these stories and my one of my favorite stories of when I was growing up was when Cowie essentially country kids hated city kids city kids <laughs> hated country kids so no matter what if you're from one or the other you just inherently didn't like each other and Cowie walks right up to me nose to nose and goes I uh I heard you don't like me and I was like I don't I heard you don't like me either and she's like Friends? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, Friends for life. Right? And I think that's so funny because anyone who knows me now knows that that's legitimately hell. I've been that way forever. Hunter. Like, let's just yeah point the elephant in the room out right now and not have to pretend it's not here. Yeah. And yeah, and I think got past that moment. And, you know, as we've grown up too, I think interesting to see, you know, go to each other's weddings, being through career. I mean, Christ, you worked at the same place I worked when we were first out of university right like wild that's crazy um yeah that's a and, long and, time ago and you and you think about how much we've changed like I think about that so much how much I've grown up mm-hmm. and and how much as a, a kid growing up in sports you don't even realize the value you're receiving from sports yeah until you're like done yeah right and then the value now becomes you translate that into everything you do. I translate things I learned through sport to my personal life, to my work life, all of it. And we talk about that all the time, like all the stuff that we were going through and all the, you know, even traveling Mm -hmm. and all the things like both playing university hockey, like you, you don't realize how much of an impact it has on your life until you get out of it. And you're like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. the amount of stuff communicating with all different, you know, personality types. Yep. And I think that's one of the biggest things that is the foundation of beauties is respecting the athletes for what they're doing, where they're at, what's happening currently in the world, but also having really good conversations of how do we, first and foremost, progress this? How do we make it women's sports bigger, Mm -hmm. better? Not just from a podcast stage, but like everywhere. How do we grow use sports for girls? How mm-hmm. do we do these things that actually make a super big impact all the way through till the professional rankings, right? 100%. So, and all of it comes down to those like intangible things you learn throughout playing sports at all levels. Well, and it's just like, I, you know, obviously podcast beginning, it's starting with like a hope and a dream and a thought. Yeah. And, and our light's going to be small to start with, but it's about at least shining the light on it. Because that's one thing that, you know, you and I both lived through sports and and we lived through an era that there was already a, a somewhat of a light on female sports. And it's making a conscious effort for us to bring what we can 
as people who love the game, and whether that's a hockey game or a football game or a golf match or whatever, doesn't matter what it is, our our ability to at least shine what light we have and hopefully grow that light yeah. to continue to put it a spotlight on female sports. Cause it's, I think it's, I don't want to say, I don't know that undervalued is the right term, but it's, it certainly is underrepresented. Yeah. Yeah. And so as, as sports fans, it's easy for us to, to want to represent that and have conversations about it. And I'm, I'm super excited to, to get to do that with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to see where this goes and the conversations that we have and also bringing in people that bring in different perspectives and, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about, you know, where the current state is of all different sports. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's one thing that's missing that as a sports fan, specifically of women's sports is creating a hub, like creating this as a hub for all, all sports all across the board. Mm Because there's a lot of incredible people doing specialty like they're only following this league in soccer. They're only following this in softball. And it's like, if we could follow all of it and be able to shine a light where people can tune in, figure out what's going on, learn about more about athletes, um, you know, different conversations that are happening in the league, it'll bring that excitement more consistently. Right. Totally. Yeah. And there's so many things even right now, like, LPGA just finished up their season and Jin Young Ko just destroyed this season and she won Rolex player of the year. And you think, how did Nelly Korda not win that? And it's like, that is how competitive it is. That's right. That is how competitive it is. And, you know, and even with that, and then with the NWHL starting up right now with the PWHPA just having another showcase, like there's so many amazing things going on in the women's sports world right now that, you know, we just want to talk about. Well, right? and, and we want to be able to point people in a direction, right? Because I think that's the biggest struggle is, like, we've talked about this to nth degree, but you turn on the TV and it's, it's hard to find. And uh, I would say that you and I are, aren't the most tech savvy in the room. <clears throat> We're the only two in the room, but yeah. so I guess maybe I win over you then. Yeah, but you, your uh, first place. But having to go outside of what your mainstream media is, right? You don't get to necessarily turn on a TV and go to whatever channel. You've got to you got to be a real fan. You got to want to hunt it out and and commit to watching through something that's likely not your TV unless you're going to stream it to your TV. Well, and that's even the the other part of it too because a lot of it isn't played in prime time. So yep. like even a lot of it needs to be PVR'd. You need to be watching it, PVRing it. You know, uh, like WNBA is getting quite a bit better because they're Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. which is going to be their main streaming platform for uh, 2022. But they're it's still it's still just not turning on Sports Center. No. You know no, what I isn't. mean? It's still not just being like, let's see what's going on today. It's still not even going to the Score app. Yeah, it's still not even like even those, you know. And I I follow a ton of sports, and you can find some. So don't get me wrong; it's not a it's not a blanket statement that you can't find them on those mainstream apps. But the way that people historically follow sports yeah. is inherently different if you want to follow female sports. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say, last year 
2021, I was able to watch some type of women's professional sports daily, Mm -hmm. but I had to really make it a priority. Mm -hmm. I really had to make it a priority, whether it was streaming through the Twitch app or if it was, um, the zone. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like all these other platforms, Amazon prime made it a lot easier for the WNBA because you can watch them later on. So, Mm -hmm. but you do, you do have to think about it. Whereas with male sports, you, you don't, you literally just have to turn on the TV and it's there. And there's 15 channels back to back. Yeah. It's not even like you have to go to the 1000s and then the 1300s and then the 1500s. They're literally like 1200 through 1225. Yeah. Back to back back. male dominated or mostly dominated sports broadcasting. Yeah. And they're all playing the same thing. Oh yeah. That doesn't that drive you wild? Oh Yeah. Yeah, you the get, Toronto Raptors. You get 114 channels in your package, and yeah. 61 of them are the same freaking thing. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. So, I think, I think there's definitely uh, an avenue for for us to have very current conversations about what's happening, and then a big one for me is still navigating it and learning about like the terminology used within women sports you know women from in life women in life <laughs> right yeah. like even from a corporate level totally but women in sports I, I mean that's the focus of this but I think yeah yeah it, and a little bit of background here so uh Alicia and I Cowie I don't know why I just randomly called you Alicia <laughs> okay. it is also my name it, I guess so but uh so Cowie reminded me of a of a documentary called the founders and it was the first 13 women who started the LPGA if it highly recommended go watch it it's absolutely incredible but one of the things that we were talking about about it was these women essentially had to go up and you know they they were being interviewed by men and the men would say you know um give us a twirl or you know objectifying things like that or oh you're an athlete well you're you're pretty so how does how does that make sense and then we're talking about how like it was what five years ago or whatever that Jeannie Bouchard was like give me a give me a twirl and yeah. show the fans what you got yeah. and it's like what yeah like how is that even still 65 years later 65 same, same years later 65 years later that it's when you type into google women's sports the first thing that co- pops up is top 10 hottest women yep you know top 10 biggest fails by women mm-hmm. top 10 so when you think about it and a nine-year-old girl is wanting to be inspired and goes, hey, I'm going to jump on YouTube and see what's going on here. And the first thing she sees is, oh, how do I look? Uh, did I screw up today? Yeah. How you are know? people judging me? How are people judging me? And it's like, and that's, that was me yesterday. Like that's not yep. old. That's not five years. That was yesterday. Yeah. So I think there's a big avenue for for that to become you know when when you tune into beauty is we're we're talking about athletes that's talking about athletes we're talking about where they're going we're talking about you know the avenues that they can take to become professionals Mm -hmm. what it actually entails and bringing on people who have done it and you know have been successful doing it and and shining a light into those conversations and and those stories because those need to be told more yeah i i mean i couldn't agree more with everything you just said, I think it's going to take, 
it it takes a collective effort in anything to make change, right? So, and that's 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 just the reality of the world we live in. And I think, you know, it to me, it's interesting to watch um, professional women because they're really, and it's become this thing where now their avenue is social media, right? Mm-hmm. And and they have kind of this united front on social media. And the biggest thing about it is, is trying to, to me, and and this is my judgment only, is to try to negate the, uh, not general public, but this common thread of the perception of a female athlete. Yeah. It's trying to normalize them. Yeah. They're trying to normalize themselves as like, see me as the athlete. Here's the things I am achieving. Here's what makes me not an object. Here's what makes me very much human. The yeah. same as you. I just so happen to work my ass off and be really freaking good at this thing. Yeah, absolutely. And so the fact that they invest so much time and energy into fighting that battle, I think that's part of what beauties is, is trying to help people see the athlete in every, whether that's, you know, up and coming sports, kids, women in sports, or it's the, it's the Christine Sinclair's or the whoever's of the world, the like, I don't know, like Alex Morgan's doesn't matter who you name. Yeah. Is trying to see them as an athlete and value their ability, value their effort, and then accordingly give them what they deserve. Exactly. And I think we chatted a lot about this too before, just on the amount of roles that they're having to play to make that successful too, right? Like they can't just be uh, hockey players. Like Hillary Knight has to be an ambassador. She's got to be this. She's got to be that. She's got to be out working. She's got to wear six hats, you know, six hats instead of be an athlete, be an athlete. And And, and, yeah, I, yeah. And let's, let's do everything we can on the other side of this so that, these women don't have to wear six hats. Mm-hmm. Like, so they don't have to feel like they need to be their own publicist, their own agent, their mm-hmm. own everything, right? Like yep. one of the the best things that beauties can do is have those conversations, get it to as many people as we possibly can so that they can just play the sport, get paid mm-hmm. to play the sport mm-hmm. at a high, high level and, and be treated like an athlete. Yeah. And it's, you know, as an athlete previous, you know, that's all you ever wanted. That's all you ever wanted. Like when you got asked to be in an interview or you got asked to be, you know, a part of a show or anything like that, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. They're actually like wondering about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, when we actually do get into the sports talk aspect of this and we are, you know, breaking down games and we are talking about people and where they're playing and what's going on. I think it's going to be really appealing, not only to fans because it's going to become, we're, we're covering it all, mm-hmm. but to athletes too. Cause oh, yeah, I agree. you know, like to hear about what's going on yeah, and understand your peers hundred percent. Yeah. So I think, yeah, and that's the hope, right. And, and, and even like, uh, you know, I don't want to gender it to, to, as an audience either. Like, I, I, I feel like, you know, how many women do you know watch male sports? Like tons, all of tons. our friends, because they're all, they're all previous athletes who haven't, you know, this love for sports. 
So we often go to whatever games or, you know, gather for the world juniors or whatever that is. And, yeah. and so I hope we also see all of the sports fans that we know, male or female, kids or like my grandpa, realize that, yeah, we can, they can tune in on a weekly basis. They can get up to speed on some of the content that they might not have invested in watching that week. And they get to um, hear you know, some, some of the more interesting or, or some of the, maybe the harder topics yep. that we're going to talk about because we're going to get there. Yeah. And what a, what a great point, because I think, I think we like, well, I definitely focus a lot on the girls because like girls need to see women Yeah. You more. can't be what you can't see. Yep. Can't be what you can't see. Right. But it's just as important for boys. And That's the thing right. is, is that it's the terminology and the what is surrounding women's sports that boys kind of go, eh, about it. If, if boys were tuning in and it was entertaining and it had a storyline and, you know, they felt like they were shooting the shit and they were, mm -hmm. you know, a part of the beauty's crew and yeah. whatever happened, it's, it's more entertaining, right? Like yeah. entertainment is entertainment, whether it's men, women, doesn't matter. And, yeah, but you can, and that's the part, I think you hit it too, because you can't be entertained if you can't watch it. You can't be entertained if you can't watch it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, and I think that this goes. I I I hundred percent agree on the you know boys need to see it too, men need to see it too, women yeah. need to see it too. And sorry to kind of jump in there, but it's it's like in ninety percent of households, it's going to be dads that are going to be running the sports role. Yep. Dads need to be super invested in learning about what's actually out there because the amount of times that I've seen just in my previous coaching career or, um, in playing where just the natural terminology around sports, second tiers girls, like I was coaching a clinic once and a girl was like, well, my dad said that if you are actually good, like you'd be playing boys. Ugh. And that comes out <laughs> of a seven year old's mouth. Yeah. And that's sad. And that's an extreme case. And I get that, mm. but it's out there. Yep. Right. So for dads to be able to tune in and be like, okay, what's going on? And to hear these stories of like, whatever the, you know, WNBA contracts are going for like 300 K now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Versus Sign third me of that. up. Are you kidding? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah. grow, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I got <laughs> need yeah. a couple inches yeah. on me. A couple eight. Yeah. That's very true. Even <laughs> though there was, I was watching Chicago Sky who won this year and Courtney Vandersloot's my favorite player. She's just unbelievable. And I was like, I might be as tall as Courtney Vandersloot. She's like still you five, yeah, 10. You I Googled, Googled it. it. I'm like, can I do this? And uh, I cannot. Yeah, no. I cannot. Um, man, is she a good basketball player? Holy shit. <laughs> Are she's you a so good basketball good. player? I am not, but I, I <laughs> loved it. I loved watching yeah. it. The playoffs this year were absolute fire. Yeah. Absolute yeah, fire. Right. So, you know, when I see, uh, you know, Brittany Griner at six, nine, I don't think I'd compete. I think I'd fit into her shoe maybe, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, isn't that funny? Like it, the, uh, the pros versus Joe's idea. Like, Oh, can so, you imagine we would get like, and I would say, you and I are like for, well, let's call us average Joe's. Yeah. Let's get in like that category. Like semi-athletic. Yeah. Like kind of decent at most things we try to do. Not like super good at any of them, but yep. like pretty decent at most. Our own. And I guarantee you, if we tried to play basketball, we would be less than decent. Yes, we would be. Yeah, I haven't good. shot a basketball since like grade 10. Yeah. Which is like 
that's a long time ago. That's a long. 2002. Yeah. I think I shot one the other day for fun, but it wasn't for me. That's for damn sure. <laughs> it was, it was, it was Harry's on it a kid net. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I slam dunked the shit out of that yeah, thing. Yeah, like palm that ball. Um, so Harry's my three-year-old son. For, <laughs> just a reference. Um, but I can't really even remember what we were talking about before because now I'm just thinking of all the highlight reels of Courtney Vandersloot and she was so damn good. It no, was insane. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, uh, your point really was about, and we, we made a comment of can't be what you can't see, but yeah. I think there's a, a conversation beyond that, that is, um, can't support what you don't know exists. Right. And oh. so from a mom, a dad, aunt and uncle, brother, friend, really hard to support something that you don't understand or don't see or don't know. Yeah. And some of that's negligence on their part or, or ignorance maybe. Well, how many times have you like seen somebody that's gone out to any type of female event and they walk away and go, wow, they were actually pretty, pretty good. good. Wow, look at them go out there. It's like, yeah. you just saw the national program play volleyball. Like, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Like they're very good. Yeah. I know. So I think, I think that if, that becomes a big piece of this too, where once a week you're, you're tuning in, you know, we do have a segment that we will be having called beers with beauties where we're going to be tackling a bunch of different topics as well. And I think that that's going to be a really big, it's going to be fun. That that's going to be fun. That's yeah. Less, less fun. about the, you know, what happened this week and, and more some of the deeper conversations and, and, and focused with, with people who've, who live this life. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, yeah. and, and, if we have a couple pops along the way, that's fine too. And then there we go. There yeah. we go. Um, because I think that that would be a really cool segment to bring on dads cool. totally. and say, like, let's talk, boys. Mm -hmm. Let's go here. Let's see what's going on. Because no one, like, and we were talking about this before too, like the dinner table test. When, yeah. you sit, when you're a parent and you're sitting at the dinner table and you've got your son on one side and you've got your daughter on the other side, you should. And the goal is to be able to, you know, say to both of them, whoever works the hardest is the one that is going to be successful. Not, oh, well, you're a boy, so everything's good, and you're a girl, so you play until you're bantam, and then it's over. Yeah, you have no opportunities. So you have no you're opportunities. Just, you just play for fun. Oh, my God. That's, that's the one phrase. Okay, we all know sports is fun. We all get it. That's why we're here. We love sports. Yeah. But that's got to go. We got to be competitive. Like... Girls, girls need to learn that being competitive is fun. Oh yeah. Being competitive is the fun part. It's the one thing I miss more than anything. That's like right. you're lining up at the draw and you just would do anything yep. to take down that player next to you. Like yep. it's being competitive is fun. And yeah. that word and going back to that documentary, the founders those women started the LPGA in 1950 and they're getting interviewed. Like I think it was in 2014 we talked about, they were still referencing each other as competitors. I know. They're I still know. saying like, no, she was a great competitor. Well, and you know, and like, I yeah, loved pick, her. Pick three words. And in every one of them, one of the three words to describe them was competitor. Competitor. And I think that that, that nature, you know, like, is just inherently talked about with boys. And then with girls, it's like, let's get out there and have some fun mm -hmm. and make some friends. And it's like, of course you're going to have fun. Of course you're going to make friends. You're a part of a team. It's 
we're all doing that's why we're here is because yeah, it's, it's fun, fun to play but it's also fun to win it's fun to win <laughs> and i love winning you like, know like but and, and, and there's nothing yeah i i think it's so interesting too right how much that translates into like that's one thing that i look back now and it's translated into my work life a thousand percent because that was me like i was the person growing up that was like i ate my dinner fast I did like I did everything just to win. Like there, there was no competition. Yeah, I get out of the car and look at my sister and say, "I'm faster than you," and she's like, "I wasn't trying." I'm like, "I don't care. I was yeah. right." Like competitive at everything. Yeah, and which then also led into led led into my own athletics. And now is exactly because I had the right people that helped me foster that, whether that be teammates or coaches or and I had great parents that supported me through it too. Right. Um. Now in my work life. Like everyone I work with would tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, I I love to win, but I hate to lose. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like that's it. and and yeah. it's good. Like it's a it's a healthy good thing. Obviously, it's not like if you're if you're out there beating down doors every no. second, right? But yeah. it's but in I I would a thousand percent agree with you that that's one of the biggest takeaways from my career is being competitive is in my opinion being respectful because when that's an interesting way of putting it yeah because if I was showing up to a competition and I wasn't being competitive what was I saying to the other person Mm -hmm. you know and when you find somebody that you're like going back and forth with and it's competitive and it's fun and it's exciting that could you imagine if you were just like ah no you're not worth it you know yeah, and like you, and you know how much like i mean losing is never easy to swallow when you lose but when you look back at it as long like you think about all the, the times you lost like it i mean that's 50 percent of the time for yeah. me <laughs> a <laughs> lot some vivid memories yeah, exactly but how much easier it is to swallow later on when you look back and you're like there's they were just better than me yep like I gave it my all and at the end of the day they they legit are are better than me. Yeah. And then that also translating into your personal life where it's okay to give your all and respect with humility your peers that are are better than you. A hundred percent. And and not smashing someone down because they beat you, not being disrespectful, not saying any trash about them, just being able to shake their hand and say good game because they legitimately are better than you. Yeah. And, and then learning the proper ways of how to respond to that. Right. right? Because 100%. like that's, there's so many times where you're, you're bang on. I'd look at another player and I'm like, God, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. But yeah. I'm not going to tell you that right now. Yeah. I'll wait till later, yeah. but you're so good. And then how you, how you learn to channel that and and move that into your everyday life to make sure that never happens yeah. again, right? And, and, and just that fire in your belly, like instead of it making you sour. Yeah. Or instead of it, you know, turning into turmoil for you. Yeah. You, you have this ability to take it and say, there's clearly the sky is the limit because I thought I was good. Yeah. And I mean, I do it in my work life. I thought this was good. And then someone comes and gives you feedback and you're like, yeah. Nope, you're right. Could be a lot better. Could be a Here lot. Here I am redoing the thing I thought was super good, but being able to take the constructive criticism because yeah, there is growth. There's growth opportunities in everything that we do. Yeah. And yeah, I I, I think that the table talk, I love the analogy that you have of, of the dinner table conversation. And I think that over the course of 
however many episodes that this becomes, it's going to be such an interesting journey for us too, yep. right? That's one thing we said is that I think now we're ready for this in our life. I would say five years ago, we still weren't. No. Right? You've had career shifts. I've had career shifts, personal life shifts. You've moved, you know, built houses. We've got married. Though, Like all sorts of things have happened that we're at a point now where we feel like we have an opportunity to shine a spotlight that never got shone on us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and be that natural passion behind it. Yeah. Because that's like, you're right. Like when you look through the stages, it's like we're finally at that stage where we can sit back, reflect, because I think back on, you know, when, because when I was previously a coach, okay, which coaches did I like, which coaches didn't I like and why? And you can have that separation where you're right. Five years ago, you're still right in the thick of it. You're mm -hmm. still right in that feeling of this is me personally, when now it's like, okay, how do we move the needle forward in the right direction and a yep. positive direction for for women's sports. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that this is such a unique platform that we're putting together here. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty exciting to be able to mesh not only sports talk, which I think is very much needed in 100%. women's sports, yep. but also that, that, you know, round table beers the with candid beauties. Banter. The yeah. candid banter. Yeah. Exactly. Which and, we're good at that part. And, oh, you know it. And off the cuff and like just talking about sports the way that it should be spoken about. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And so this is this is pretty cool. I know. This I, is I pretty agree. Cool. I, I I could not be more excited. I was, I will be honest, I don't lack confidence in many things in my life, but I was not so confident that we would get these things to record us. Yep. Um because this is, a, if you guys could see what was in front of us, there's a bunch of dials and things, and we've got them set to 9 o'clock and 10.30, which that's just what we need to be set at, that's, which we've been told. That's so what we've learned. We, we, we got it. We're there. We're basically, yeah, we're basically on, the, on our way. And I think, you know, I, I, would, I would challenge everyone who listens um, <clears throat> to give us as much feedback as you can. Yeah. Because I think that's one thing, too, where obviously – you know, you and I have had lots of conversations about that. You don't grow unless you're uncomfortable. This is a bit uncomfortable, but we're going to get there and we're Absolutely. we're committed to doing it. But we would appreciate you know, every ounce of feedback that we get because directionally it will help us, you know, but it will help us as, as human beings too. So yeah, in, in every facet, like if you're thinking more about the sports stuff, we love that. That's what we're, we're all about. And, but also if there's things that are happening within the sports world that you're seeing that may not make sense. That's what we want to be here for. We want to be here for every single step along the way and truly become the hub of women's professional sports because it's, it's time. Yeah. That's it's time. The best way to end that. I think yeah. it, it is. It's absolutely time. Um, let's earmark that one on our calendars, November 25th, 2021. The start of what I hope is, is a, a really fun journey. Yeah. And it's time. I can't wait. I hope our spotlight grows. I hope, you know, we have, like we said, a little spotlight now, but I hope we continue to grow this and and uh, that women's sports, whether at, you know, like a, a U sports or NCAA level all the way through pros and even even some of the younger kids that we we get to shine a light where they feel important and they feel seen. Um, 
and and I hope that light continues to grow and people continue to follow it. Because I, I mean, I'm a, I, I love everything about women's athletics. Yeah, and uh, and I think there's a part of that too that's an interesting perspective because we've been behind the grind of it, yeah. and now we're also on the other side of it where we're seeing it from a different perspective. So yeah. you know, youth behind it at a university level, and then now we're on the other side of it where it's like okay, we get it. We get what's going on here. Like, let's, let's do something. Let's do something about it. And so when, when we first started chatting in my kitchen about this, like to think that it's gone from where that conversation is to where it is now is telling to what truly could be beauty sports and is super exciting. And the one thing I said to Cowie is I wanted to end it off with a saying that I think is super important and it's, you know, be the change you wish to see. And I've heard that from so many different inspirational people in my life. And this is just a part where we get to walk the walk of it now. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes and any final words for the first episode? (laughs) I don't know. You know what? I was worried about it. I'm not going to lie. I was worried about it. I didn't know. And I think we're, we're, uh, I don't know. Ads, it feels so comfy. Uh, it feels so good. Yeah. It feels so... I wouldn't want to do it with someone that I just met because this would be an uncomfortable world. But I I really hope that... Um, I really hope that people see the vision yeah. of of what this is. And I, and I love the way you want to end it. I think this is our, our first crack at being the change. And so I'm excited for, for episode two and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. So... To wrap things up here on the very first episode of Beauty Sports, thank you so much for tuning in. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beauty Sports. We also have merch available. And And we're rocking it. We're rocking it, man. comfy merch at beautysports.com. And just like Howie was saying before, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you're seeing, what you'd like to talk about, what's going on in your world so that we can bring it to light here. And so you can send all of those to beautysports at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you at episode two. Cheers folks.